Well, hello everybody and welcome to episode 197 of We Podcast and We Know Things where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hahn, alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. I bought Ghost of Tsushima. No, you didn't. You've right, been I'm kidding. Ho- uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you knew I would react like that. <laughs> That's what I was like. This would be the perfect opening. Oh my god! But soon, it, it's it's on my radar, brother. Me too, man. Me too. I'm waiting for I, it to I, drop. I've watched so much gameplay. It looks beautiful. I feel like I, I just need to immerse myself and play this 30, 40 hour game. Now that I'm done Last of Us Part Two, I'm looking for like I've been replaying the Uncharted games because I just want to continue playing big PlayStation games as Something, opposed to yeah, yeah. so like I'm just trying. And I'm like, shit, Ghost is calling my name. I'm, I'm going to hold off. I'm going to still hold off. I'm going to get it when it's like 40 bucks. Skater XL came out. That looks really fun. And, yeah, I saw that. And so uh, I might dive into that. Also, there's the big I, PlayStation Summer Sale where like Horizon Zero Dawn and the DLC, the Wild Frozen Wilds, is 15 bucks. So wow, I might uh, I might go there. Who, who knows, and, man? And I, I keep debating. Like, do, do I want it? you know beat last of us two on the next difficulty just because i'll be stacked like i i feel like i would just demolish it yeah yeah that rat king fight oh my god oh, yeah, yeah. tough definitely have some cool boss fights uh that's uh, some really cool boss fights i'm so excited to like uh, eventually have an episode where we can just talk about that without spoilers. Oh, we, we might just maybe like episode 200 we should just like do the last of us two special the just last of us two hundred <laughs> i i want to talk about that game i have so many thoughts no i'm serious i i think 200 that gives more people more than enough time and if they don't want to you know listen they can skip it or come back to it we usually just do two weeks for movies We're, we've been it's like two months now for games it's crazy yeah and you know it's a long game so we gave you plenty of time and if you don't want it just skip it and come back when you beat it oh man it's tempting sam it's tempting this is how we this is how we come up with topics people we just talk about it on the air that's it. Why not? We got a packed show for you tonight for episode 197. We'll start with our picks of the week. We'll go into trivia. It is tied, all tied up. I blew the lead yet again. Eight and a half to eight and a half. Sam will take over in gaming to talk about the uh, Marvel Avengers War Table, some Xbox rumors, a shadow drop game on PS4, and even some football game news where then I'll jump in for movies. Uh, we have a huge movie section, and this is the first time we've had a meaty movie section in a long time, a long, long time. It feels kind of good. No, I, I, I saw the list. I was like, are movies coming back? Oh, no, no, no. Wait, theaters are still closed. Yeah, half the friggin' stories tonight are canceled. <laughs> we didn't want to do the way hey, eight is the hardest part anymore. <laughs> So uh, we just put it on the movie section and it's the longest movie section and the shortest gaming section we've had in probably two months, maybe more. Oh, and you got to figure gaming's kind of been carrying the load. Definitely. Been. We've, been, we've been a gaming podcast for the past couple months, which is cool. But movies making the triumphant comeback. TV's even got some excellent stories tonight. Maybe the coolest stuff of the night is in television. Uh, so we'll go there. We have one story in other, which usually means comic books or food. Take your guess. It's where our top three is going to come in tonight. Sam will end it with our CGC spotlight and we will get on out of here. But let's start, as always, customarily with our picks of the week. All right, I finally got a chance to watch all of this, and I, I've been like, I almost rewatched it as soon as it ended, but I finished The Last Dance on Netflix. Oh man, 10 hours! Yeah, I watched all 10 episodes because I didn't 
one a week. I, I didn't want to do ESPN. I think I did the first two, and then it was one every week. I just wanted to wait because I knew that I, I, I just never wanted to stop. And I, I'm pretty sure I finished it all in one day where I finished the last one till the next up, like the next day, just because I couldn't stop. I was just so immersed. I remember as a kid watching some of these games. Um, obviously, if, if you don't know what The Last Dance is, basically it's, it's a sports documentary miniseries produced by ESPN Films and Netflix. It revolves around the career of Michael Jordan, specifically his last year, 97-98 season with the Bulls. And I, obviously as a kid, I don't know, as a 90s kid, I, I love Michael Jordan, obviously Space Jam, anyone in the 90s growing up, I'm pretty sure you watched it and loved it. There is one episode where you do get to hear some awesome stories about that and see some kind of like behind-the-scenes filming, which was it was freaking awesome. You see all his, his shoe deal sponsorships. He's gambling. They they let you know what Dennis Rodman was doing back in the day. How kind of he held that team down when Pippen was out hurt, and you know, younger. You know, I didn't know all the millions what people were making. I never realized Scottie Pippen never got paid what he probably should have. Kids, like, once you hear all these crazy stories, and it, it, it was just so fascinating just to get this inside look of the Bulls and and what and, and what got like Michael Jordan to tick what kept him moving what made him the goat what made him regret all these championships and also you one episode really you remember Tony Kukoc of course you know he was on the Bulls and then eventually he went to the Sixers but you hear some some like I, I never heard this side for Tony Kukoc and I felt so bad for him I will just leave it at that. Just leave it at that tease just because th this doc just, just had me. I, I think it's one of the best sports docs that was ever made. I know, you know, love or hate Michael Jordan. I know a lot of people that I've been talking to, you know, if they hated him, then you, you don't want to watch you hate him. Okay. That, that's okay. I understand that. But to me, I can, I consider Michael Jordan the goat. I mean, I was, I was actually talking to my dad and he said, well, Chamberlain's the goat. No, no one will be better than him. You know, they had to raise the rim for him. He scored 100 points in the game. I was like, okay, I hear you, but at least for me, was was Michael Jordan. So if you got 10 hours or if you have a weekend, we, you know, we're, we're, still in, we're still quarantined. So if you have Netflix, check out The Last Dance. Now, when they released The Last Dance originally, they released the episode. And then later on, either in the night or the following week, they released an episode with mature language. Did Netflix do the mature language cuts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, every, you know. Good. Netflix, it all flies. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's just a look that you never, I don't like, you would never see this. Like, to, to see, to add the, the camera crew, just to follow his, his, I just also love how they, they shot each episode where it would take you to, like, the present and it would go back to his, you know, his high school days, to his, his college and, and kind of go back. You, you keep jumping back and forth. It just kept you going and going. Yeah, I I stopped after episode six, I want to say, not for any particular reason. I think I just kind of fell off. I got really into Stargirl and just kind of stopped. Um, yeah. It's definitely something I want to go back and, and finish. I'll probably just go back and watch it all instead yeah, of dude, like, starting. I, I, it ended. I was so I almost restarted just because it was so fascinating. I was I'm really torn for mine. I was really torn. I mean, I've made a decision, but I was really, really torn for mine between two things. Uh, one is a classic that I recently got back into, and one was something I talked about in this pod a couple weeks ago that I was excited that I finally beat. And I was just throwing it up in the air, and I went with the classic because that was uh, that was the first one until I beat the game that I was going to talk about. So I was like, all right, let me keep it with the classic, and I know that Sam would appreciate it anyway. And plus, I just forgot how truly good 
this show is. And I'm talking about specifically uh, the first X number of seasons of Futurama. Hey. I started at episode one and I just went until the end of episode or the, I'm at the end of season three. Now I skipped a couple episodes and went to season four cause it has one of my favorite episodes. But, um, I, I was watching something. I can't remember what, and they referenced Dr. Zoidberg and he was always my favorite character in the show. And when they referenced it, it just like something went off in my head where I was like, I should go back. It's been long enough. And it was like 4.30 in the morning. I was super tired. And I was like, you know what? Instead of watching the Zoidberg episodes, I got to find the Zap Brannigan episodes, which had my favorite lines. Uh, two of my three favorite lines ever where it's like, uh, but paper covers rock and scissors cut paper. Kiff, we have a conundrum. <laughs> I, did, I, I knew one of them was going to be Kiff. <laughs> it was some of his best lines. And then, he's, and then uh, uh, Lemon. What lotion do you use? Pert and popular, sir. Kiff, order me a case of pert and popular. What do you want me to do with all your jergens? Rub it on some homeless man with dry elbows. <laughs> Classic. And then, of course, my favorite line of Futurama history is in the, the episode, The Problem with Poplars. And Fry eats his first poplar and he goes, these are great. They're like sex, but I'm having them. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I can't like, – there's so many great lines. Even just from the first episode, I'll, I'll always love – Icy Wiener. Oh, crud. <laughs> and oh my god, When we were kids, we had a favorite episode that you and I would watch over and over, and it was the time skip episode with the Globetrotters. Yeah. Grotrian yeah. from Half Court. Yes. <laughs> He's really showing what a man, man with a cannon in his chest can do. <laughs> yeah, me, me, you, Mach, we watched that episode freaking so many times. So, so many good. times. So, yeah, I just wanted to throw some love to Futurama because it, it holds up in 2020. It's It got canceled multiple times. The movies are okay. The seasons following are okay. It actually has a, a really underrated series finale. The series finale actually is phenomenal. Uh, I, I love that. I mean, I don't think, you know, obviously the, the first seasons were, were great, but I, I still enjoyed it. I bought the whole collector set and I still enjoyed them all, but yeah. I don't know if you ever um, heard it. I don't know if it was on video, but it was when um, Hardwick kind of got the whole cast and they did an episode yep. on a podcast. Yep. Yeah, that, that was cool. You too. sent me that podcast link and you're like, you got to listen to this. It was on Nerd Super or whatever. I yeah, think. that's it. His old one now, he changed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I uh, just want to throw some love to Futurama. It, the whole series is available on Hulu right now. If you have Hulu, go check it out. Um, if you've never watched it before, it's Matt Gronig, the same person who created The Simpsons and Disenchantment um, for the for the people that, you know, the younger crowd. Um, it's this, it's kind of like the redheaded stepchild. It, it, it doesn't get the credit it deserves. It's never it's not like insanely laugh out loud, slap your knees, hilariously funny. It's. It's smart, witty humor that has very amazing – it's got amazing like future references. The things they call things in the future that are callbacks to the past are genius. It's got yeah, one – fantastic. It's got one-liners for days. Dr. Zoidberg is just – he's still one of my favorite characters in all of television. So it's a, it's a wonderful show. If you've never watched it, you should. And if you forgot about it, here's your reminder. Futurama along with The Last Dance. Sam, let's get into trivia. It's eight and a half to eight and a half. Let's try to uh, let's try to get some distance here. Uh, I'm going to give you your question first. Okay. So we got. Speaking of Futurama, 
after what season was Futurama originally canceled? Uh, I don't even know how many seasons they had. Um, I'll go with my gut and say four. That's correct. It pays off being a nerd. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's see if I can stump you here. So I've been watching. I was going to make it a pick of the week, but I'll just say it. I've been on a binge of um, when they do the Hollywood Reporter Roundtable. Mm-hmm. I've been on a binge. I, I, I must have watched 20 so far. And I, I might have some couple of trivia questions down the line for these. So first one, how many feature films has Martin Scorsese directed that starred Robert De Niro? Jesus Christ. Uh, Dude, and, and, and like this, this was right out of their mouth. So as soon as she said that, I was like, oh, there's Greg's trivia question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Think about that one, brother. <laughs> uh, listen, if I ask for the answers, then I uh, then I'm limiting myself because I'm still going to be losing. No matter what, because oh, you got it. You got oh, yours without the answers. Um, I got to know how many films Scorsese made. Oh, Scorsese made a bunch. Yeah, Jeez. I know. Uh, but how many with De Niro? Who knows? I'm going to start at 10 and work my way back. Uh, Interesting. Interesting approach. Yeah, because it's a lot. I know it's a lot. I'm just trying to think of them. Uh, you probably won't even think of them all. No. So I'm going to take what I have in my head and just add like four or five to it because I can't think of them all. Fuck it. Nine. I don't even know. Correct. Get the fuck out of here. I don't even want Dude. the point. I was a, that was the most Dude, wild nine. guess I have ever. People that are – listen, I'm a man of ethics. People that are listening to this podcast, listen, I didn't know that. That was a wild goose guess, chase guess thing. Well, dude, sometimes it pays off, and and, and I was shocked because I thought you were going to go with ten. I well, well, listen, you always and, tell and me my my answers were five, seven, nine, and eleven. So you were you were you know right yeah, there. There you go. I would have gone with one of those two anyway. So, um, but you always you told me last week I overthink myself, so I tried to stop doing that. Yeah, you did good. All right, we're all knotted at nine and a half. I'll take over at gaming. And we'll start with, I guess, one of the bigger news, the Marvel's Avengers War Table to recap. It sounds like it seems like there's a new gaming conference every week now, which is great. Um, sometimes two in a week and we get to cover them all. They're just trying to they're just trying to win people over on this game. They did. They finally did. Dude. This was a 17-minute presentation, mostly about the beta. They unveiled a new playable character that they're releasing for free after launch. That's Hawkeye, so he has joined the game. Um, they re- they tweaked what, what Black Widow, Hulk, and Iron Man look like. They look fucking phenomenal. Uh, Cap is the only one that still looks a bit off, but everyone yeah. else looks great. And that's only because I have Chris Evans in my head when I think about Captain America. I just have to get that out of my head. That it's not the MCU. Once you can kind of yeah. separate, it, it works a little bit better. But this was the first time where I was literally intrigued by this game. To whereas I was like, okay, I remember why this was on my top three list of most hype things for the year. Because I do love Marvel. I do love the Avengers. I do love video games. And it can work, especially with this, this beta having over 20 missions. 
It's going to be so meaty. And I'm really looking forward to the final product. The only thing that still holds me back are the other three conferences that this game was at where I said to myself, there's a reason I cancel my pre-order. How much could they have done in a month to really polish this up and make it look the way it did? This looked so good uh, at Wednesday's War Table. I can't get over it that I was finally ready to drop some bones on this game. I haven't yet, and I, I still don't think I will because they did make it very, very heavily emphasized on the multiplayer aspect. They said single player, you're still going to have your time. You have to, you know, solo players can absolutely play this game with a really cool caveat, but they're encouraging the online with friends thing. And I'm just not there in my life. I just don't want to play games online. Yeah, no, I, I can see that. I mean, I, I'd agree with you saying that they, there was definitely improvements made on this game, but it was still not enough for me to even think about buying it. Yeah, I'm, that shocks me because no, of your like, love honestly, for comics. I, could, and you know me, I, I love Marvel. I love DC. Like I, but to me, like hard pass, I, I just skip it. Man, it, yeah. it just. But dude, I, and I'm fine. Like, and I'm okay with it. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not butthurt about it. I, you know, hey, if, if people like it, great. It's just me. I'm just gonna. You know, just take my my step to the side and you know, bypass. It's it's gonna have a ton of content. They're releasing everything for free after launch. You don't have to pay for anything, which is another awesome uh, kind of caveat to the game. I'm I am honestly super duper excited about the prospect of this game being good again. Where I was so far out on it, at least now I know a couple streamers on Twitch that I watch will be playing this. So at least now I can go on, check out their stream, kind of figure out if it's, you know, post-launch, a game I want to play, like Skater XL. That game looked like hot fucking trash in during pre-release. And then they started throwing codes out to some people and they, you know, throw up 10, 12-minute video, videos on it, Taco Game Time, Rad Rat. They, they got these videos out and it looks so good it looks like a realistic skating sim which is something i didn't think i'd want because i really like the the arcadey tony hawk games but at the same time skater xl offers you the rewarding feeling of landing just a normal skate trick and i kind of love that and kind of want that like if i did a kickflip nose blunt down a hubba in tony hawk it's nothing if you do it in this game it feels like rewarding that you did it and i, so I mean, just remember tony hawk's coming in five se- weeks september 4th same day as marvel avengers and, and I think like the way I can flip my mind on that game, I'd like to kind of take that to Marvel's Avengers. But because of the heavy emphasis on co-op and online play, I just can't get behind it. Yes, there will be a single player campaign. And yes, the really cool thing they announced for solo players like myself was when you're leveling up, because this is like it got RPG elements where you take your characters, you level them up, you give them skill trees, you can turn your heroes into your specific hero so you, everybody's Iron Man isn't the same. Everybody's cap isn't the same. They play customized to your play style, which I like that a lot. They did say that when you go into a four-player mission, if you don't want to bring friends online co-op, it'll bring your characters in. It won't just bring Iron Man and Hulk, it'll bring the Iron Man that you've leveled. It'll bring the Hulk that you've leveled, which is neat because it's not just those stock character AI companions. You feel like you are truly kind of paving the way you want to play the game. And I think that announcement stood above all for me uh, in this beta heavy 
war table where at least finally I was intrigued. But even if you do get it, like you said, same day out as Tony Hawk, I doubt you're going to play that over Tony Hawk. There, so even n- if you do get it, you're gonna, it's going to sit there for at least a month. The only reason I would get this game at launch is the $10 Prime discount on Amazon. The only reason, because I have Tony Hawk coming out. And then after that, not so far after that, is going to be Crash Bandicoot. It's going to be uh, WWE 2K Battlegrounds and then Cyberpunk in November. And I'm sure Nintendo's not done for the year. There will be something there to play, I hope. So there's going to be a lot around Marvel. So kind of like Ghost, I'll wait till it comes out, get the vibe, get the final gameplay, check out some folks playing it. And when it goes on sale, maybe that's when I'll strike. It's giving me very similar vibes to Ghost. Bill Spencer has back compatibility news coming in August, which confirms the rumors of a third Xbox Series X showcase coming soon. Yeah, and I put which confirms. I should I shouldn't have said it that way. Probably like it at least confirms that the rumors have like where there's smoke, there's fire because yeah, yeah. He, he comes out and he says, hey, in August, we're going to have news to share about backwards compatibility. And the rumors were that in August, they're going to do another inside Xbox showcase of even more games and potentially unveil a brand new Xbox companion console to the Series X. So lots of huge news potentially coming in just a few days from Xbox, or at least August starts in two days or one day from when you're listening to this. But um if you're listening to it, the day it drops. But point being that if Phil Spencer says we're going to have news in August and there have been rumors for months that August was going to be another Xbox showcase, that's just two plus two for me. That just adds up that we're going to get even more. So even though the Xbox showcase did semi disappoint outside of the gunk and Halo and Avowed and like those types of things, there's the rumored Sony state of play for August, early August. So we could be getting more information. We still don't have the release date or the price of either console. So we know something is coming sooner or later. Yeah, yeah, I, they're waiting. I think they're waiting. Who's going to say it first? They're going to wait until as long as they possibly can. Kind of just kind of. Doesn't that mean know? it's bad news then? Because <laughs> then they don't want to reveal that their price is six hundred dollars. Like I if mean, you yeah, had no a good price, what, you'd come both out and say it. Are going to be pricey, no R- what. Right. But if you had what you thought was going to be a competitive price met well by the market, you'd fucking lead with that. You'd come out and be like, yeah, by the way, our console is four forty nine. Suck it, PlayStation or but, suck but, it, Xbox. But, but I, I just I can't see the Xbox system being that cheap just because of how much they boasted. Oh, it's the most powerful system ever made. Neither do I. Neither do I. But that's that's what I'm saying is that's bad news that they haven't announced it yet. If it was good news, then they'd have said it already. So I actually subscribe to the thought that it might be five forty nine to six hundred for both these yeah. consoles. I mean, I hope not because that's what I paid for the original PS3 was five ninety nine. Yeah, what a what a I, shit show I, that I'm was. Hoping for a four ninety nine, but yeah, four ninety nine seems to be the comfort spot. I think that. Um, I mean, it's still a shit ton of money. It's not it's, like it's you know. Yeah, and it'll. You know, I, but but I think that Xbox, if they're both five hundred dollars, or if Xbox is a little cheaper, I think that gives Xbox the leg up because of Game Pass. Like you don't have to go buying games at launch to then spend seven, eight hundred dollars at once. You can just no, go buy true, the true. you can just go buy Game Pass and you can get all that cool shit day it launches. With with PlayStation, they almost have to be cheaper because they don't have a Game Pass option. Now, if they yeah. revamp PS now into a freaking Game Pass style service, 
and then they launch, then they're golden. The PlayStation 5 will dominate this generation because if I told you, hey, Sam, you can go play every Xbox exclusive ever made for 15 bucks a month, you would jump all over that. But if I said you can go play every PlayStation exclusive ever made for 15 bucks a month, who wouldn't jump all over that? I mean, honestly, I don't know if I would pay that right away because it's a brand new system. And if I got the PS5, I'm going to get the new Spider-Man. So I'm definitely going to be playing that for like at least the first month. So I wouldn't even get like I could see me getting it when when I'm done all my games that I beat. But I, w- I would definitely not get the Game Pass for the first month. No way. I'll but, be, I'll be, but all those games like but, but all those games like Spider-Man and stuff would be natively on the PlayStation version of that service. It's every single Xbox title at launch available included. So that means if you were to just go, if PlayStation now says, hey, 15 bucks a month, you get every PlayStation exclusive at the day of launch. Why would you yeah. ever spend sixty to seventy dollars on a game again? No, no, that's true. That's that's if you know, you know me. I like that physical copy. I, I'll pay that sixty bucks. I, I, I'm that jackass. Yeah, no, you are a special kind of idiot. Um, but I love you for it because I'm a. I was a. I'm. Listen, I am still mostly physical. I have swayed heavily. Oh, I, dude, you got more physical copies than I do. I I have swayed heavily into the digital realm lately because of. The sales on the PlayStation Store or oh, the Switch sales and or coming out of rooms. <laughs> yeah, that too. And like Switch, um, the indie games on Switch, I just I buy them all and they're all digital. I can't buy them physical. So I've just kind of gotten used to phys- or digital copies of games. So like, plus it is fucking ten times more convenient. My God, do I love having just I said, oh, I don't have to get up and put the next disc and worry about it scratching and this that you know, the only shitty part is I can't let you borrow it and I can't borrow yours like that that yeah, sucks yeah. but at the same well, time you can yeah. always count on me for the physical copies that's right if you get ghost I'm like hell yeah I can borrow final fantasy finally uh been waiting on that one I I don't know I don't know we'll see but yeah, I think that there is you need you need complete dedication <laughs> I think there is there's smoke to the fire here um or smoke to the fire to the smoke i don't know where oh and and i i know we didn't add it i, I think we might even said it last week that they are in production on the sequel to final fantasy VII. yeah yeah we had mentioned that i think it was a week or two ago but so just uh, in case give people hope yep and uh you know i i think that the xbox thing will happen in august with this thing and i think we're getting a state of play the rumors are still swirling about a direct so if August is the time where we get a state of play, an Xbox showcase, and a Nintendo Direct, possibly with the Mario stuff in there, August 2020 could make arguably the worst year for, well, one of the worst years in at least production history a lot better. Uh, we haven't had a Direct in almost a year. There hasn't yeah. really been a good state of play yet. And Xbox still kind of is just mediocre with their conferences. So th- there's still there's still hope here. Oh God! And, and and like we're hey, we're all still home. It's gonna be all this. We almost quarantine almost freaking four or five months now. So like this is all we really have to look forward to because we don't know when we're going out. Yeah, man. My weekend this weekend's consisting of painting. We finally got the drywall done. All we hey. have to do is paint, and my my new basement's done. Then you can finally enjoy your ninety-seven inch screen TV. <laughs> Cuphead shadow dropped on PS4. What a cool thing! I mean, it leaked, but. Of course it does, because things on Summer Game Fest always do. The morning that it dropped and they made the announcement, uh, like four or five hours before it accidentally came out on the UK 
PlayStation uh, Store. It's always something. So somebody saw it on the on England's PlayStation Store and was like, "Oh, is this supposed to be here? Is this fake?" And then it turns out Jeff Keighley had the COO of HDM or MDHR on, and that's the studio that made Cuphead. And they talked a little bit more about the Netflix show that's coming with Cuphead, which looks so phenomenal. This uh, game will never come on PlayStation. Well, it came to Switch too, so they uh, they definitely lied there, <laughs> screwed the yeah. pooch on that one. But, uh, you know, it was years ago. Things change and it's now available on all three major platforms. And it's just such a must own, must play gorgeous, phenomenal game. I own it too many places to buy it on PlayStation again. And it's too hard to play again. Man, that game's so difficult. But my God, what a friggin' phenomenal thing that now people that don't have a switch or never had an Xbox can finally dive in and play Cuphead. It's that good that... It's it's a must play for every PlayStation owner. Period. Ghost of Tsushima is selling like hotcakes. I got to get the wording right on this one, but it's something like the fastest selling first party I, br- IP or debut party. IP in yeah. Sony's yeah. history. So basically, yeah. it's the best selling first game of a franchise ever. So it's better That's than fantastic. The Last of Us One, but didn't beat The Last of Us Two. Because The Last of Us 2 is not the first game in the franchise. So if you want to put it that way, that tells me that there's probably going to be a sequel. But okay. Oh, I mean, it, I I think there, there's almost got to be. I mean, I don't think you make something this big, this massive to just kind of, okay, let's just make this one. We're done. I, I think you want to kind of build on this. Yeah, and, I, mean, I, I mean, Sucker Punch is known for that. Uh, I will say, though, that I don't know how this game ends. Either, either way. I watched a, a lot of peers play, I think, the first three hours. And which basically sold me on the game. It's just I I haven't just put you know I haven't pulled the final trigger. Even once I get this, I'm still gonna delete something on my PS4. Remember though, you're not deleting the game. I know. You're just getting rid of the download. All your save data is fine. You're just uninstalling, and all you have to do is put the game back in, and it reinstalls, and everything's hunky dory. Don't you I worry hope. about it, baby bird. Maybe I'll play I Batman hope. Arkham because I really want to play Arkham Knight. So maybe I'll just hey, go back and go. play the Batman Arkham games. I'm halfway through Asylum again, so maybe yeah, I'll... If, if they do a state of play, just just tease us or just show us something about the new Batman. That's Come coming on. at Fandom. That's coming at Fandom. Yeah, and I just I just saw um it was someone I forget, it was the guy who plays Lucius Fox in in Batwoman. He said they just showed us the actors of what you guys are in store for DC fan. They're like, you guys aren't even ready. So I was like, okay, now I'm getting hyped now. That's you know, we're getting closer. Now. That's August 22nd is DC yeah. fandom. So we're under a month away from the presumed Batman new get Batman game, or at least new. Yeah. Well, it'll be the court of owls game. I wonder if they're going to do that suicide squad rumored Rocksteady game too. I'm not sure, but DC fandom those. is uh, on August 22nd, which is a, Saturday. What the frick? Awesome. It just gets better and better. It's a Saturday so we can watch it. It's the same Saturday that SGDQ ends. Oh, oh no. Wow. Well, that'll, that'll be tough for you. Pokemon ends that marathon. Sword and Shield. I wanted to watch that. Oh, God. That's going to be difficult. That's. I mean, I'm going to watch Fandom. I'll just watch the... the Pokemon stuff on 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 demand, but like yeah, just, just wait till it's it a up. it's a Saturday, so we're gonna have to wait one, two, three, four, five, six days to that's talk fine. about that's it. Fine, it'll let us sit on it. Let us, you know. Well, maybe we I, should maybe we should do like a fandom bonus episode and just drop it on Monday or something. I don't know. We'll talk yeah, about we, it. Or we, yeah, yeah, we, like we always talk about it here. But yeah, 
that sounds like a good idea. So it's a Saturday, which is cool. Listen, more people get to watch things on the weekends, presumably. Uh, it's one of the last weekends of August, so maybe people on the East Coast don't want to get down the seashore. Who knows? But there's going to be some insane drops for the fandom, and I'm so psyched for it. Yeah, and the last story we have in gaming, Madden is no longer the only king of the football game hill. It is old news that 2K has gotten the NFL license to make games. We reported that months ago. But today, it came out that not only do they have the license to make football games now, they can now use the teams, the logos, the players, the numbers. That has never happened since like 2005. So finally... These 2K games, which are not going to be Sims, like the Blitzes of the world. Can you imagine in 2021, 2022, getting an NFL Blitz? We never well, thought we'd get I, I can't even imagine. That was Midway, and I don't think that it'll be called Blitz unless they buy the IP. I don't know who owns Midway or what who owns the Blitz IP now. Maybe the NFL does. So maybe they can. I, I really don't know. But 2K came out and said that they're going to not be making sim games like Madden where you just play football. There'll be something to it. So maybe it'll be a, a five on five or a whatever. Who knows? Like an NFL street. That was EA Sports. So I know that they, they don't really have that license either. So the possibilities are endless. But now when they don't have to use Joe Schmoes, they can use Drew Brees and Carson Wentz and blah, blah, blah. That's exciting that we don't just have to be – uh, stuck with Madden. Yeah, no, I, I agree. So it just like it, it maybe maybe makes them work a little bit harder rather than I feel like Madden's always given us the same game year for year, which is why I hadn't bought one in years. But they gave us a story mode a couple of years ago, where you're like a high school kid, maybe a college kid who has to go through the draft. I think you might be even high school, and then you go to college, and then you get drafted, and then you go to the NFL, and it's like this whole story mode. It was pretty brutal. But at least they tried. Since then, it's basically yeah. just a roster update that costs you $60. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. All right, let's move into movies. Batman, Death in the Family will launch on Blu-ray and digital on October 13th. This is like an anthology story with Batman. A lot of small stories in this one. And guess who's voicing Joker? Is it uh, Troy Baker? John DiMaggio. Oh, Johnny D. No shit. Bring it all. Bring it back full circle. This is his second time playing the Joker. Do you know who John DiMaggio voices in video games that I love? I believe he's the main character, Marcus Phoenix from Gears of War. Huh. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Do you have any idea what the anthology, like the little stories are going to be inside this movie? Well, it's, I see it's, I'm I'm seeing here that it's it's a loose prequel to Batman Under the Red Hood with multiple outcomes. So it's an interactive know, movie, they've said. So I wonder what that means. So it's like I know on one section of the movie that, you know, it's like, okay, do we kill Jason Todd? Do we save Jason Todd? Or like do we kill the Joker? So to me like for me, I'm gonna have to watch this a million times to get every single outcome that could have possibly happened. Like the first one, I know it's going to you know kill you know kill Jason Todd because that's just the first one. It's how it was. It's also like a callback of what they did in the comics. Like they they wrote letters out to fans saying, "Do you want Jason Todd to live or die?" And they wrote him to die, and that's exactly what they did. So I mean, I, I know I'm not the only people I, all over IG. Everyone's like so hyped they can't. I, I wish it was Jensen Ackles voicing Jason Todd again, but it's not. It's uh, Vincent Martellia. Never, never don't know him, but Gary Cole is James Gordon and Bruce Greenwood is Batman. He's been Batman quite a few times. He does a pretty good job. Not as good as Kevin Conroy, but he gets the job done. And you know me, there's a, there's a day one by. 
Zack Snyder says there will not be a single frame of Joss Whedon's footage in his cut and also will soon reveal how his cut will be released. That's just a round of applause I'm giving <laughs> Zack Snyder. To, to say you're not using one frame, oh. Ballsy. Man. Complete dedication yeah. to movie making. No, I mean, I mean, hey, so like this film is going to be all Zack and, you know, from coming from what I'm hearing that it, the cost has probably been more likely to have been 50 to 60 million. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it's reported that that's just me. I just heard one of the, the or I think it was Sony's exact saying that he I think you, you might even have mentioned it last week that he said he wished it was three or he wished it was 30 million. Yeah, that was like a month ago. Yeah, so some tells me that it's about sixty million. You know, if he's going to say that's at least double on what he's trying to do for this film, because he has to tweak it a little bit more than what was originally written. Well, me thinks that this film's not going to be as long as the Whedon cut, which could be at at its advantage. As a matter of fact, we see a lot of two to two and a half hour superhero movies that just don't need to be there. Uh, you know, I wouldn't mind a nice hundred minute. Clean up, see you later type deal. No, no way, no way. This movie is going to be a hundred minutes. It's, I mean, hit. Remember, when Snyder had his shelf, it was at two hundred and seventeen minutes. Hmm. You know, oh, yeah, he, he was. They were really late. On the shelf. They were really late into development when he, or production when he left. So yeah, I guess that's a good point. They they did. Have so a I, I mean, to me, I'm ex- this film is minimum going to be three and a half hours. Jesus minimum. Christ! What did you uh, What did you think of that little uh, black suit Superman little tease we got? I mean, it's again, it was something that, you know, prior to the film, like, you know, before it ever came out the theaters where, oh, we're getting the black suit Superman and we really, we really didn't get it. Right. And, you know, for whatever reason, the executives and, and whoever's over there, they, they didn't like the, I guess they kept fighting them on it. And I'm glad that to see that we're actually going to get this black suit forever, or how short or how long we're going to get it. I'm here for it. I mean, just, just him coming to walk out with Alfred, just, Seeing Henry Cavill like with Henry Cavill with with no fake mustache, like just a normal <laughs> face rather than an effed up face, like I, it still haunts me. If that's how that movie started with Whedon. They couldn't like, have done a that's weirder the face. You, that's the first thing you gave me was his face looking like that. Like, that close already up already, we were doomed to fail. Yeah, that that close up too. That was bad. They could have done it at a distance, and it would have been a little less intrusive. But when you do the selfie shot. Right up, it's all up in your grill. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like, why, why, why does his face look like that? You know what I mean? Like, so I'm, <laughs> that's I'm the really question. Excited. That's the question, and you say it just like that. Why did his face have to? Well, aren't you embarrassed? Yeah, I mean, come on, we know what he looks like. We saw him in Steel PBS. Come on, from bedrooms to billions, the PlayStation Revolution will be available on VOD, which is video on demand, September seventh, with a physical release coming later. This is kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't even remember hearing any of this. No, I just heard about it. I think what Wednesday morning, maybe from from bedrooms to billions, the PlayStation Revolution. With it's going to have. Interviews with, I believe, Sean Layden, Mark Cerny, um, freaking Hideo Kojima is going to be uh, a part of it. So we're going to get a ton of it's basically like the basically from the birth of the PlayStation all the way through to the massive success that the PS4 is. I'm here for that. A gaming documentary on the on the history of PlayStation. I'm in. Now, is that going to be from the beginning there to the PS5, or do you think they're going to stop at the PS4? How cool would it be if they released this on September 7th, 
and, oh, then, and then yeah, and then that's when they do the state of play to release with the release date for the PS5. That would be pretty sick marketing, brah. Pretty sick. I think. See, if it has something to do with the PlayStation Five, then we're gonna get the release date and stuff before this movie drops because you want to get all the info out about it. That way, when somebody watches this movie and they're like, "Oh shit, PlayStation Five, let me go pre-order it," and then it's available. You don't want to wait. And I, yeah. Any I mean, I was going to say, by then, it's September 7th. I would like to, to hear by now we do have the price of both both consoles. Yeah, at the same time, Nintendo, they had their Switch unveiling in the beginning of January, and they released their console March 3rd, and they didn't give us the price until that January. We didn't know the release date or the price. So there was only a two months heads up. I think Sony and Microsoft learned from that, and we see how much of a massive success the Switch is. I think that they they took a page out of Nintendo's book there. Which doesn't happen often. Nintendo yeah. makes a Nintendo yeah. makes a lot of mistakes, so it's a it's it hurts to be a Nintendo fanboy sometimes. I'll tell you that much right now. Universal and AMC agree to shorten theatrical re, the the theatrical release schedule to just seventeen days. If you're not aware, Universal after they wanted to put everything out on VOD or at least split. AMC and even Regal said, well, then we're not going to show your movies. And they said, <laughs> okay, Junior, you try to survive without us. You need us more than we need you, pal. And so uh, now they've come to an agreement that instead of not showing any, the movies are only going to be in theaters for 17 days. That's not good. It's better than nothing, but not good. Yeah, I mean, that, so now I think like, okay, so now it's really going to have to be a pretty big blockbuster for me to actually go into the theater now. When I can just, okay, wait, let me just wait, you know, 17 days. I'm good. I watch it from home. And then I'll watch it from home. That's going to be the mentality of so many people. There are so many things, even the act, when this is, you know, we say when it's all over. People think 2021 is not going to suck just as much. But, like, when this is, we'll say, quote, unquote, all over, normal is not going to be what normal was. The act of shaking hands will be thought of twice. I haven't shaken someone's hand since I accidentally did it in March to a to a kid who dropped off some drywall to my house. Like I am not shaking hands anymore because you just don't know. And like the act of going to the movies where you're sitting in seats that you don't know who was just there. And then you watch these people with hazmat suits come and chemical clean them. Like it's going to do you a favor that just scares you away. A lot of the things that we do or did pre COVID aren't going to be there in the same form or fashion post COVID. I think the movie theater is going to be one of them. So it's going to be one of those things where it's like catch it opening weekend. And if some reason something comes up, I'm good. I'll wait. Yeah. So I'm going to be probably, I'm not going to definitely not go to the theater as much as I did back in the day. It's like the Sonics, the, the many saints of Newark, like those movies. Why wouldn't I just wait? It's the, oh, I agree. It's the, Star, it's the star Wars. It's the Avengers. It's those are the movies I'll want to still go experience in 4d or IMAX, but I'm good on the other movies. I don't need to see fighting with my family on the big screen. No, no. Like you, like you said it, like when Batman comes out, yeah, that's going to be the movie. I'll go, I'll risk it to go to the theater. <laughs> I actually might too. I'm really looking forward to the, uh, to the Matt Reeves Batman film. I, I really like stupidly oh, am excited it, for that movie. And, and speaking of, you know, the round table one I watched was Ben Affleck kind of going over his roles and kind of they, they comboed BB, you know, BBS and, and Justice League. And what he said, he goes, I absolutely love BBS. Like I, from beginning to end, we had such a great time. You know, he said, I actually love to shoot. And in Justice League, you literally, because the interview was this year, 2020, I think it was in March, right? Like literally right before everything happened. And he kind of said, like, you see it on his face, like, 
Yeah, just, you know, it didn't turn out what, what I guess what the end goal was, and obviously with what happened with uh, Snyder's daughter and, and Whedon and now with, uh, you know, Ray Fisher put on Twitter, what, last week or two weeks ago, saying, like, how he kind of, Josh Whedon mistreated the cast and was kind of like a bully. So now that's kind of slowly coming in. It makes sense that Whedon backed out of his panel he had last weekend that was scheduled. And so now it's, it's starting to slowly unravel. But it was good to hear that he loved shooting BBS, but Justice League was eh. So we'll see what happens. All of this from the man that made Buffy the Vampire Slayer, guys. Let's Can we just... And 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 Doctor Horrible's uh, something 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 strangely singing. I mean, I mean that the best thing he ever did was Firefly. That was you know that. Wow, bold words. I'll take you to task on the uh, the first Avengers movie and also Buffy. I'll take you to task on that one. We could have a fun debate on that. Uh, Natalie Portman confirms Thor: Love and Thunder will begin shooting early next year in Australia. She basically said in an interview, "Yeah, next year when we start shooting in Australia." So that kind of gave it away that the movie hasn't yeah. started filming yet, and it's still going to be a while. Yeah, and, and lucky Chris Hemsworth just gets to do it in his own backyard for the fu- finally, dude. He fucking guy deserves it. He's the best thing in the MCU going right now. Like after Endgame. Now we know who's still with us. <laughs> the, oh, the Chris I mean, Hemsworth that, Thor character. I, I, I still want him in Guardians. The Guardians. I, mm-hmm. Just that was that ending was so great. Oh, I, I just see him. We all know he's in charge here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I I uh, oh my god, dude! It's I want to go back and watch. We we actually watched Infinity War recently. We haven't watched Endgame in a while. I I, I probably watched Endgame maybe like two two months ago. It yeah. was still great. You still get the chills when everyone's coming back. Avengers Assemble. It when when it dropped on Disney Plus and I got the 4K TV, I came downstairs to watch like 10 minutes of it in 4K. I have so many options of what I'm going to watch while I'm editing this show tonight. My my thought was now the Last Dance was what I was going to put on in the background, but I might go with Endgame. I don't know. I'm getting. I'm yeah, feeling wild. I, I would go with Endgame or Futurama. I, I feel like I don't know when I watched the Last Dance, man. My phone was down and uh, my eyes were glued to the TV. <laughs> That's like, why I haven't heard when, from you. Recently. When something is that good, yeah, seriously, like I, my, my phone's down. People text me. I will pause it before I even look at my phone, just because I want no distractions. The Sonic the Hedgehog sequel film that we had confirmed a couple weeks ago now has a release date in theaters all of a sudden, and it will officially drop April 8th, 2022. It feels weird to be getting release dates as opposed to cancellations and delays. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, I mean hey, I'm glad to see that it'll be a couple of days before my, what, 33rd birthday in 2022, so that, that's, that's good. You're 31 I mean, now? Hey. No, you're 30 now, right? I'm 31. You're 31, yeah, the 33rd birthday, gotcha. So I'll be thirty four. Oh. And like, and you know, depending on the situation, like Sonic, I really, I like I said, I really enjoyed Sonic in the theaters. I might actually go to the theaters to see this because I, I really did enjoy the first one. I rewatched it, my friend. I rewatched it, and I told you, like, maybe the second time would be better. And I'm very happy to report that I hated it. I fucking hated it. It's not good. That's a shame. I hated it, man. It's so boring. It's just so boring. Jim well, once Carrey, you said you rewatched it, I knew you hated it because you would have you would have texted me saying it was better on the second. Jim watch, Carrey so. is the only saving grace of that movie. See, I, I don't know. I like James Marsden. Oh I don't God, know. he's so boring. He's just like generic white dude number five. It's just ugh. and yeah, Ben and Ben like Schwartz. Him. Ben Schwartz isn't funny. Sonic isn't funny, and it sucks because I really enjoy Ben Schwartz. It sucks, but yeah. you know what? Who am I? I'm in the minority because that movie did very well. It uh, critically acclaimed. 
Um, I know that I'm one of the only people that really did not like it. So happy that it's getting the sequel. And also now that we have a release date that I'm sure will stay and definitely not get delayed. Unlike, yeah, unlike these other movies, a quiet place Two and top gun Maverick and Spider-Man far from home sequel have now all been delayed into 2021 with even the uh, Spider-Man far from home getting delayed to an unknown date, potentially even 2022. It feels like, Movies of gaming, TV, and, and and movies, it feels like movies have taken the biggest hit by far from COVID. I mean, like theaters, yes. Everything but obviously Netflix and Amazon Prime, I don't think have been taking a hit. But because no, Netflix, I, I disagree. Disagree because production of things still shut down. Gaming can still be – games can still be made from home. So, yeah, it will cause a little bit of a delay. But film, you can't film. You can't shoot. So, like – it, I, I mean, some places have started shooting. Like, I know the Batman started to shoot again. So the films are slowly, but you have to be, I guess, in certain locations. Right. And that's also still with a four to five month delay. So, True. you know, like the Uncharted film just started filming. Of course, it gets delayed seven times, loses six directors, and then starts filming during a pandemic. Who would have saw that coming? How ass backwards is that? They're ready to get back to work. <laughs> Our last story in movies. Told you it was a big movie section tonight. Disney and Pixar announced their new film, Luca, set to debut in theaters June 18th, 2021. I don't think that's happening, but uh, I digress. It's 11 months away. Did you look at anything that this film was about or like the two little screenshot animations that they put up? I, I thought I just saw one screenshot of an animation and from, from the look of it, I, it didn't catch my eye. Oh, man, totally like caught mine. I'm super – I especially if the animation looks like that screenshot. That screenshot looked like it was like paint and I'm I, – I say this every day. As a daughter to an 18-month-old who watches Disney movies constantly – the golden age of the Disney movie was the hand-drawn animation. They've now gone yep. almost exclusively to CGI, and it loses its flair. It loses its, like, in 50 years, is this going to be a classic? No, but Cinderella still will be. And yep. if this movie, because it looks to be more hand-drawn, if that's the case, I couldn't be more in. CG animation just drives me up a wall with kid stuff where I think the classics, that, that hand-drawn art style, you can't beat it. No, I mean I'm definitely I would definitely go old school, but again I'll wait till I see something. You know I can't you know I can't give a you know I don't want to judge on, on just one picture. Yeah, they gave a short, short, short synopsis of it. I'm actually pulling it up now. Um, at least I'm trying to because Disney tweets a lot. Um, so let's see, Disney. I think it was Walt Disney Studios, I believe, was talking about Luca. Pixar shares details, next original. Here trailer. it is. Yep, just announced. Disney and Pixar's all-new film, Luca, directed by Enrico Cararosa, uh, Casarosa and produced by Andrea Wa uh, Warren. This film will introduce a boy named Luca as he experiences an unforgettable summer in the seaside town on the Italian Riviera. Luca opens uh, in theaters summer 2021, and the picture is of two kids jumping off a cliff, and it looks like an oil-based painting. And I'm super in on the like that colorful, whimsical. I love the sea. So to like have like that seaside setting, I'm in. I really think this will be a, a good film. I know Pixar has got some issues over the years in making quality films, but I like the idea of Luca. Let's move into the television section. And this one's probably more for me. I don't know how much you watch this. Do you remember the old channel G4? I do. I, I Olivia Munn. That's what I'm of course saying. Olivia Munn. Of course, Attack of the Show and uh, Game. Oh man, what was the other one? 
it had Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb. I can't remember what it was yeah, called. That, that I don't. I don't, the only G four show I remember watching is Attack of the Show. Attack of the Show is okay. I you know it wasn't like as gamified as like I was. I don't know how to explain it. It wasn't like it wasn't like into the gaming stuff as much as I'd like it to have been. But you're right. That I mean the the biggest one was Attack of the Show. That was where Morgan Webb. Uh, I'm sorry, Olivia Munn really kind of blew up and and kind of went yeah. crazy. So, um, you know, with that, I'm excited that they've now teased. They put out on three different channels, which was Attack of the Show's Twitter, G4 TV's Twitter, and this other thing. I can't remember what it's freaking called. Game something or something game. Um, they all teased this little thing like we've never stopped watching or we never left. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, like that. or we never stop playing. Never stop playing. Yeah. And and so potentially, I think this is going to be either a YouTube channel or like a Twitch thing. I don't think this is coming back to mainstream television only because mainstream television is not is not as popular as it used to be. It almost makes sense for it to be an online platform. Oh, 100 uh, percent. With the potential. I, I think to reach it's like the TV is almost like a dying art form now. And so, yeah, some stream something streaming like that's where I think we're going to get this, whether it's YouTube yeah. To watch on demand or some streaming thing. That's where G4, I think, will come back. But who knows? As long as it doesn't come back to regular television. Because, again, it's just it's it's not as popular as it once as it once was. Not even by a mile. Uh, the Boys, before Season 2 even starts, has been renewed for Season 3. This happened right after we stopped recording last week. I mean, I think they did the same thing with Season 2. Like, didn't they mm-hmm. pick it up for four? Yeah, so, I mean, it's no surprise. It's, you know, the, everyone's so freaking hyped this shit. This show took me by complete surprise. I never read the comics, so I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. And I cannot wait for this madness to return. Another show you might be really excited for, The Witcher Blood Origin. It's a spinoff prequel. It's been announced for Netflix, set 1,200 years before Geralt. Yeah, I'm in. I'll watch it. I, I just I just love that world. I love that kind of mythology where, where like, I assume they're going to go. I don't know if they're going to go. You know, I don't know. I, but I, no, I don't but know. no Henry, no Henry. If it's twelve hundred years before Geralt, no Henry. No, 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 no. Like I, I, I love that world though. Whether it's like Lord of the Rings ish or something like that, like that's fine. Yeah, that high fantasy. Anywhere. The high fantasy stuff. Now is is I know you said it. It was, but like I tried and it didn't just grab me. Do I? Do I give The Witcher another shot? Uh, dude, just like. I gave I it a remember, shot. Already. I just remember. I just remember us talking about it, like, and especially you talk about it so much that you can't. You can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. And I don't know. Like again, it's you know, it's it definitely is a little confusing. There's definitely some slow points in there, but when it when it shines, I, I think it does. It does kind of like catch its wind and, and then just kind of goes the distance. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's worth it, man. Tom Clancy's Spinner Cell game, Splinter Cell games. Uh, are being spun off into an animated TV series coming to Netflix from one of the John Wick writers. That spells good times. No, and that, that's probably like what got my attention. I was like, oh, John Wick writers. Okay, you know, Splinter Cell, never really a fan of the games too much, but animated TV show. Okay, what a good writer. Okay, you got it. You have the intrigue. They can do, they can do a lot more stylistically with an animated uh, take on it, especially from one of the John Wick writers. As you know, I think John Wick one is the best of the trilogy, so I uh, I'm excited. I mean, for watch that. Altered Carmen Resleeves. Like watch yeah. what they did with that. Like that to me, that show is where it should be. Like okay, you know, season two. I mean, if, I know people liked it. I I think season one was way better. But Resleeves, I think that's the perfect spot for that. Show. That's another show I need to watch. 
just another yep. show I need to watch is Alter Carbon. First first season was fantastic. Second, I, it was okay, just not as good. As the first I also have to watch that Andy Samberg movie on Hulu. I can't about. I can't remember what it's called right now. It's like three words. I can't. I can't remember. But I gotta check yeah, that out I too. I don't have Hulu, so I don't know. Star Trek Discovery season three will drop on CBS All Access on October fifteenth. Can't believe they're already on season three. I know. Doesn't that feel like that's yeah. it just Dude, started? I, I, I feel like it was yesterday. We're like, oh man, I can't believe this show is going on their streaming service. Well, at the same time, Harley Quinn's already on season eighteen. So like, and they're working on the third. <laughs> yeah, and they but they had like three weeks between seasons. It's like, why? Why not just have a full season? I, I do love the fact that that just show. It just took me a little bit to get adjusted to it, but as the show, man, it just it just keeps getting better. I just and in the golden days, in the golden days, dude, TV seasons were twenty two, twenty three episodes. Now everything's eight, ten, or twelve, and it's just like Harley Quinn could have just had a long season one, and then it would have been just fine. It's so what? Three weeks between episodes. There's your little mid season break. Come back and finish season one. It doesn't have to be season two. It feels like. They made them. It feels like it's like DLC for a game that, but the DLC was done before the game shipped, and they're purposely waiting till post launch. Like, go fuck yourself. I don't know, man. It's it's weird. It's, well, I think they they just set it up because they knew that they were going to have a little bit of a lull if they didn't rush it and kind of get it out. Because obviously, this and well, that carried you to Doom Patrol, and then I don't know if Doom Patrol is going to carry us to Titans. No, I haven't so, heard. Uh, I, Doom Patrol is only what seven or eight or nine episodes this season. It's not very I long. Think, I, th- I think this. I think this week is eight, or tomorrow is eight, and then the finale is next week. There's, and we haven't heard a thing, a single thing about Titan season three yet. Not a thing. So it's like I, mean, I, I follow the actors. So of, I mean, of course, I'm watching them. Where the guy, um, the guy playing Jason Todd, he's been training, kind of bulked up a little bit. So kind of, he always asking me, "What do you guys want from Jason Todd?" And you know. There's just going to be like, we want Red Hood, bro. There's just going to be a long wait for season three, and that I don't know what else is coming because Star Girl's coming to an end in a couple weeks. So, but, but it's time, but it's time for season two, which is great. Yeah, but it's still going to wait a while. Like what? It's almost like the the original content on Disney Plus. Like what the frick are we going to watch on I mean, DC Universe? To get I mean, us I, here I would from? like to think that DC fandom they're they're going to have to basically give us the, the game plan of what their schedule is. I would really hope so. Good thought. I didn't really think about that. Archer season seven will debut September sixteenth. Part of that is because I like Archer. Part of that is Did because you say that's se- Archer season eleven. Season eleven, yeah, will debut September sixteenth. That's what I said. I thought you said season seven. No, Archer season eleven will debut September sixteenth, yeah. which is cool because September sixteenth is my wedding anniversary. I like that. Hey. Yeah, that's a cool I, thing. I, I never never watched Archer, but I know a lot of people love it, and I, I do like the voice actor who plays the star. Yeah, he because he's Bob. Who doesn't yeah. like Bob's Burgers? But at the same well, time, I've never even watched Bob's Burgers. I, oh I'm, no, shit! I'm really? Home, I'm going back to home movies. I'm going back. Whoa! Back. You've never watched Bob's Burgers for a nah, Fox I, comedy fan? I'm surprised. Yeah, it's, it's the animation. I'm. Not it's not bad. It. What are you talking about? The I, animation. I, I, I just I don't know. I, I look at it. I don't like it. I, I, uh, I'm that type of guy. I don't hey, like animation. listen. I, I don't. I don't like. That's half the reason I don't like animated stuff is for the animation. So I get it. It's the reason I don't like our real monsters. It's the animation. It's not the show. I hate the animation. So all right, I get it. I'm with you. If you were to watch season one, episode three, where he gets stuck in a wall, it would change your mind. Fucking amazing show that that Bob's Burgers. The long-awaited season ten finale of The Walking Dead will officially drop October fourth. COVID paused it. With one episode left, so they couldn't they couldn't do it. So they were waiting months and months and months. We're gonna have to wait two or three more months now 
for this one single episode to drop on October 4th, followed by the premiere of the new spinoff Walking Dead show, The Walking Dead, The World Beyond. They will be back to back 9 and 10 p.m. Eastern, respectively. I, I just can't wait till I take this show out back. I don't yell her. But you watch it still. I, I honestly, I don't even remember what happened in season 10. Good like, for you. I then hope, stop. I give me the whole recap because I need it. Don't then don't watch it. Just let it go. Just uh, just don't just stop. You can stop. You have the power. I believe in you. I'm not you, man. <laughs> All right. We got one more story before your CGC spotlight. And this is where our top three is going to come from. Uh, Dunkaroos. We said earlier, is it going to be comics? Is it going to be food? It's food, baby. Dunkaroos are back. They're back oh. now. And to celebrate, we're going to do our top three favorite snacks. Dunkaroos. I, I obviously I kept them off the list. It was tough for me to keep been, them off the list. No, I do. I had to. I mean, if I, if they would have been my, probably my number two because I used to freaking lick that damn after you get all like whatever the yeah. The I'm a, I was the sprinkles. I was the white icing fan. The white icing with wow. the with the vanilla cracker. Dude, white chocolate. I didn't give a shit. It was Dunkaroos. It was getting devoured. Green jacket, but, gold jacket. Who gives a shit? <laughs> But my number you know, three go-to snack that is my weakness, chocolate-covered pretzels. Dude, I just I just got into those. Never dude. got into them before. The whole chocolate-salty wow. thing never really did it for me oh until recently. God. It's Dude, it's it's the perfect mix. I, I put a big-ass bag on Sunday. I was like, I'll be good. You, you maintain your diet. You only have a couple of days. I finished the bag in two days. <laughs> I, I, I just have no willpower. I can't just have like two. I got to have 50. Yeah. That's what I did with my top three. I don't eat them often. Any of these three things I don't eat often uh, with the slight exception for my number one. But when I do, I have no willpower. I can finish the bag and it's the, the three snacks that give me the most joy. My number three is the Slim Jim. I oh, a Slim Jim. I can devour do whenever i go to wawa it's mandatory I remember back in the day you, maybe not so much anymore i've seen you like devour slims but back in the day i know you used to throw them back in in all fairness when's the last time you saw me eat anything right years because you Wait, come no, over no, for no, the now no, we had pizza when i got uh we carried your stuff in your house there you go so so, so september 1st 2019 <laughs> <laughs> was the last time August thirty first, twenty nineteen, was the last time you saw wait, me wait, eat or anything. When you air fried wings, that might have been a little. That was bit for after. you. I didn't eat yeah, them. I, think, I thought you made some for me no, you and Ash. No, and Rob, me, you, and Rob, or you, Ashley, and Rob. Oh, yeah, maybe, okay, maybe you're right. I didn't have any because I I used all the wings on you guys because I don't remember why I didn't buy enough. But yeah, the, I I just I don't eat. I just don't eat around you. Somehow I'm still fucking fat as shit, and I don't eat like I used to. I promise you that. But when I have Slim Jims, I it's just your late your late night eating kills you. I can. I used to have bear claws as a kid two at a time. I'd get them lodged <laughs> right right in this region here. Uh, <laughs> I I feel the same way about a Slim Jim. I go to Wawa. It's mandatory. I could go in there for gas. I'm buying two Slim Jims. Yeah, I just I just hate Wawa. I just don't go in. Anymore. It's just it's unless, just the slim gym, but it's it's yeah. for the it's for the love of the gym. You know what I'm saying? Once oh, once you I snap, am. you can't dap. I don't know, but Macho Man still has my heart. Let's go, Slim Jim. <laughs> of course, of course. My number two, Kit Kats. I I just love them chocolate wafers. You know, sometimes you eat like your junk food and you eat it and you just feel like a tub of shit. I feel like when I eat like Kit Kats, like, I just don't feel like so like 
bloated. I feel like I just eat, you know, two, three of them, and I'm good. Yeah, I it's a wafer. Them. It's a wafer covered in chocolate. You're all oh. good. You're fine. Oh, okay. Now, I have a caveat for my number two because I had something on here originally in the spot, and I said to Sam, I don't want to put any candy on there, like Kit Kat, all that. I don't want it on my list because I think top three candies could be its own list where clearly Twizzler would be number one. But no way. Fuck yeah, it's the best candy ever made. Uh, and originally, this was going to go to the gusher. But I said to Sam, does fruit snack count as a uh, snack because it's in the name? Or candy, you ruled candy, so I left it off the list. So hat tip to Gusher, but my number two was my original number three. And again, I don't eat these a ton, but when I do, I just buy the bag and I eat the bag. I probably eat the paper. It's just so good. Double stuffed golden Oreos. Okay. The so golden like Oreos, one. but the, yeah, I don't. I know, I know exactly you want. I do not like regular Oreos. I don't love chocolate, which is so, which is blasphemy. I don't love chocolate, so like I like chocolate. Milky Way, great candy. Kit Kat, wonderful choice, Sam. Wonderful, wonderful. Twix is phenomenal. Twix, amazing. Okay. You can't go wrong with a lot of these things, but I don't love the chocolate. Like my one of my least favorite foods, the chocolate chip. So like, That's I don't shame. love the chocolate cookie. But if you give me the golden. Double stuff has to be double. I'll take a mega. That's cool with me too. I'll double stuff a double stuff. I'll make a quadruple stuff. Jesus. Let's go, baby. Golden Oreos. Delicious. Mine is, I'm on the opposite. My number one is, is cookies. It could be Chips Ahoy. It could be Oreos. I'm not really like, – I'll eat double stuff if that's what they have, but I prefer the with the regular. What I used to do when I was a kid, I'd get a you know a tall glass of milk, and I'd probably throw about maybe 10, 12 cookies in there, and then I'd get a spoon. I'd just kind of mash it up in there. And then I would just kind of drink it and kind of spoon has Oreo or if it was chocolate chip. I just felt like that mixture was the best thing I ever made. If I'm going to eat a chocolate chip cookie, it's in the way you just described. That's the only way I can handle it. If I do the whole saturate milk, yeah. chocolate and milk, it, it has to be chocolate it's, milk. It's, like it's so, it, it's like, I, I, me, I just, like, it's regular because it basically turns, if it's Oreo, it turns it into this like, oh, oh my God. It's funny because I just made like a mini one like two days ago. Which is like why I wanted to do this list because I'm like it's perfect. It made sense. Yeah, I can't believe you fucking got my number one and like you just threw it out there. Like I, a yeah, minute ago. You're my boy, man. I I I am a slave to the hot fry, my friend. The Andy Caps hot fry is yeah. by far the greatest snack food I've ever had. I love spicy food. My ass and, and yep. colon and stomach don't. Does not. But <laughs> Does but not. I personally, the top half of my body loves spicy food. And uh, <laughs> while hot fries aren't necessarily tipping any scales in terms of the uh, the spicometer, what it does for me is it it gives me you know it, it scratches the itch. It scratches the itch when I need yeah. just a little hotness in my life. Yeah. I could eat so like I could go through a bag of hot fries, eat them in three minutes flat. I'm done. Well, what I oh my god, yeah, well, it 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 should has the perfect heat level. They're and they just go down so easy. Those the yep. corn puffed they're light. Thing, they're they're light. very light, and so. What I went to Wawa, Wawa and and Redner's when I go to spots for hot fries. And I went into the Wawa and they didn't have any hot fries. And I was devastated. I turn around. They have big bag of hot fries. I've all never day, seen this. I've never seen this before. The big bag. Dude, I got oh, me. I got me. I got me three big bags of hot fries, bro. Oh, they're already gone. I See, love the hot th- fries. Th- and that's the reason I don't get the big bag because I won't stop. 
So I don't. If I see the little bag, I'll pick that up because I can just you know smash that. The big bag is just a little too much. I grew up a, 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 a cheddar fry man. Like I grew up in the cheddar fry family, and then as I got older, I started hating. I started despising the sweet, the the sour cream and yeah, onion, yeah. the the things that leave the taste on your mouth for fourteen hours that you can't get rid of. Like cheddar yeah. fries just sit on your in your mouth and on your tongue for hours and hours. Nothing you can do gets rid of it. And I I love the taste of the cheddar fry. Hate the aftertaste, so I made the switch over to hot fries. They even have barbecue fries. Never had them, but it's on my list of things to try. Yeah, never had them, but I don't think they would compare to the hot fries. But I wouldn't mind trying them. Like I, I like barbecue chips, so I could see it's Andy Caps. Andy Caps makes great freaking everything. Everything they do is is pure gold. Hot fry man, myself. That is it for our top three. I love when we do the random fun top threes. They always have so much color to them. Well, I mean, one, I figure once Dunk Roos comes back after a couple years off the shelf, so. I swore was, I've was, seen them was, recently, though. I don't. I don't think well, it, that that well, was so it, it, recent. It actually, it was last month. Last month, Dunkaroos was available on the shelf. I just happened. I, I meant to tell you, I forgot about it, and I was like, you know, we need a top three. This is great. I love. <laughs> I love doing random top threes. I love doing food top threes because the people out there get to understand how much of a heathen I am with my dietary habits. Uh, all right, Sam, give us your CGC spotlight so we can get on out of here. All right, my. Like I said last week, I had another sketch cover, so it's a, it's the same exact book of the Joker 80th anniversary, 100 page, super spectacular number one. I checked the CGC census; there are now three of them on the census. I have two, which is kind of cool, but obviously each sketch is unique. So, basically, you have your own. Signed and sketched by Clara Bejord. I gotta get to pronounce her. How would you pronounce her last name? B U J T O R. B U J T O R B U J T O Buter. Okay, Clara Buter. Okay, I like the Clara Buter. I, it, it just looks like you know I have to ask her how to pr- pronounce her name like correctly because she deserves it. She's Sketch Card Girl on Instagram. You can just shoot her a DM on Instagram to get on her commission list. She did probably you know every '90s kid Joker, but. Mark Hamill's Joker from Batman the Animated Series, where he's holding up the actual Joker card. It, it was one of my favorite shots of the show, and she absolutely killed this sketch. I freaking love it. I, and I'm I'm probably going to get... I think the next sketch from her, I am going to do um, Jack Nicholson's Joker from the 89 Batman. I just want to figure out which scene. I have a scene in mind. I just don't want to say it just in case someone jumps the gun and beats me to it. So I'll hold off on that. But, you know, this book was the origin of Punchline, so I know Punchline's still kind of big right now. And, you know, again, there's a bunch of short stories in here that have to do with the Joker, way too many to name. But, again, if you look back at the Joker 80th anniversary, there's so many different covers you get from the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. There's so many variants. I think I picked up two of them because you know there were ten dollars a pop and i knew i was going to grab a couple of blanks so i just grabbed them but if you want to check her out on instagram sketch card girl on instagram everybody that was it we're done another one less than an hour and 20 this is what we need in life these short episodes to get everybody through their work week And we're on to the next thing. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. This was episode 197. We'll see you next week for episode 198. Sorry, Josh. Your footage won't be needed. Goodbye.